Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Buenos días a todos. Buenos Happy días. Friday. Claudia, welcome Feliz back. viernes. Gracias. Sí, me aventé un uh, fin de semana muy rico. De Excelente. vacaciones. Camping. Feliz sí, de camping en Crater Lake, uno de los mejores lugares de aquí de Portland. Una de las maravillas del de estado de Oregon. Yes, exactamente. Viernes, septiembre 7, septiembre. Ya son los cuatro meses, sí. Claro. Empezamos. Y bueno, pues bienvenidos a todos. Hoy le damos la bienvenida a otra mujer increíble, desde wow. también desde el, eh, el área de la bahía. Le damos la bienvenida y yo lo vamos a hacer en inglés, Claudia. Ah, claro. Of course, Welcome we can do that. Welcome to our guest, uh, Itziar Diez Cañedo. How are you doing, Itziar? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. Talk to you both too. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How's the weather in San Francisco right now? Uh, it's iffy, as usual, yeah. um, but it seems like it'll be a nice weekend. So looking forward to that. Oh, Excellent. very nice. How long have you been living in there? I've been in San Francisco for one year and the Bay Area for two. So I'm a recent Bay Area native, but love it so far. Okay, oh, excellent. Nice. So it, it's your, you know, it, you're the co-founder of Via, but we, we wanted to know, you know, who's it's here. Where, where do you come from? Well, where's your yes. early beginnings as an entrepreneur? I know, like when you're like a little kid, what was that that uh, you find a motivation to be who you are right now? Yeah, sure. So I was born in Mexico City um, to uh, a small family. So I have a younger sister who's now my co-founder. Um, so two daughters. Uh, our dad was an entrepreneur. So he early on in life uh, decided to leave the corporate world, even though he had a good promising career there and really wanted to build things on his own terms. So he was always uh an inspiration and remember you know saturdays or sundays going into the office with him and, and sort of no matter how small or large or in between uh, the ventures got it was always this sense of uh hard work and and building different things that that we grew up with um between mexico city and miami where we also spent some time uh, my mom was CEO of our home, which is a, a role that is often uh, not valued enough, uh, but also a painter uh, and a creative healer. And so it was a, a nice mix of uh, more business and then the uh, emotional and um, more creative side that my mom brought that, that I think made us grow up in a super privileged uh, platform to create and to build new things. Wow. And, and you know, okay. you know, uh, uh, we were talking earlier on, um, and you come from a from a, a family that is very well connected to the journalism and um, and you know the the literature in Mexico. How, how did that? Yeah, yeah. So my my great grandfather was a poet in Spain, uh, and actually my my four grandparents 
were from Spain uh, and ended up in Mexico actually as refugees. So the Spanish Civil War in, in uh, right before World War II was a very painful moment in the history of that country where many thousands of refugees left um, because of the Civil War. And the country that opened up its its hearts uh, and and doors to refugees was Mexico. A uh, few other countries joined in, but at the time, the president, Lázaro Cárdenas, and this is a beautiful story, I think, of as we face um, different barriers and, and refugees crisis all over the world and understanding these things in the past, I think, is, is always important. But Mexico opened up its doors to my grandparents who landed there and had to, you know, with the clothes on their backs, had to build their lives from scratch. Mm -hmm. And so the editorial, to your question, the editorial sort of um, history, they maintained it and different um, as they built their own businesses. Because, of course, you, you get to a new country and you have to reinvent your life. And oftentimes that's building, um, building your own companies. And my father was in the edit editorial space, so he built a publishing company uh, in Mexico, uh, which he then took to, to the U.S. And so now he moved on to the tourism business, because unfortunately books are, it's changing, right, how we consume books. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But there was always um, this, this, um, yeah, this reverie towards the, the written word and and um, and reading a lot growing up. And that was actually our, our first business, my sister and I, was when we were kids. Um, so my, my father, in selling, he was distributing these books across Latin America, and um, it came from Spain. And oftentimes, he had a surplus of books that had a, a little sort of uh, defect, right? A page was uh, bent and he couldn't sell. And so well, probably one of the biggest learnings growing up, and I think what instilled in, in both my sister and I the value of putting yourself out there and selling something was he said, okay, all this, you see these boxes here, um, they're yours. Do with them what you want. These boxes of books that, that had some little defect but were, were still totally readable, right? Um, yeah. And so we put up a, a little stand, um, Close to the post office, and that became our our business, and we did really, really well. How old were you? Actually, so my younger sister must have been around seven, and I was probably not, yeah, nine. Oh wow! wow. That Very is and little. it continued. Yes. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a great story because you can say, well, here's a book. And you say, yes. you can look at the defects. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Toss it. Exactly. Or I can make money. You know, all right. Early on, uh, learning exactly. from a monetization, something that's, you know, easily disposable. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. So uh, obviously, you know, that, that took your family to Miami. And I, I saw that you, both of you and your sister went to uh, University of Miami. Yes. That, okay. And then graduated from there. You took a path for um, for corporate for for a while. Is uh, you know we saw that you were with City for for quite a while and just you know you know climbing up the ranks. So how was that experience? You know coming out of college and you know getting that job. And when do when do you make the switch? When do you feel like you know what I, I want to follow my either you know following on, on my dad's footsteps or you know it's my unconscious decision to start something on my own. 
Yeah, um, I think when, when I graduated from college, having moved from Mexico uh, to the U.S. and starting sort of my life independently, um, there was always the thought of, well, should I join my dad's business? Uh, should I do something on my own? But really what I was looking to learn, I think, at that point in time was this independence. And so for me, being able to get a job in corporate America, um, have a salary for the first time, and sort of um, really sort of do it on my own was, was what I really wanted. And so that first job at City was uh, incredible. I remember calling my, my dad crying, and he, was, he remembers where he was. Um, landing on a plane and hearing the news that I had gotten this offer. And it was just a huge thing, right, to be sort of um, adapted to uh, and part of corporate America and, and having what I thought, you know, was a, a, just an amazing salary. But it, more than that, it was the, mm -hmm. the, the freedom, right, and the independence. Um, and so I really yeah. enjoyed the career there, but, but quickly realized that I didn't, quite fit in with the with the the culture the corporate culture if you will mm -hmm. um and there was always this entrepreneurial sort of itch in me that i had to find the right time to to explore so uh you just mentioned something uh you said corporate culture what was that that you said okay this is not for me uh what am i going to do next Yeah, I think, and, and I found uh, an amazing path within within City as the bank was was transforming itself, and always got sort of the the strangest or riskiest sort of jobs I could take. So back when mobile payments was starting to be a thing, I you know spoke to the manager of that team and asked to join him, right? Even though it wasn't um, something so certain, and so I found I did find a path within corporate the corporate world that I loved. And that was around innovation and around um, technology. Oh, okay. Um, but the the culture aspect, and I think we're seeing that a lot with, and now with the professionals we work with, um, is, you know, this uh, not owning your, your own time, right? Um, and I think corporations are changing a lot, but for a while it was, you know, um, not having your personal life or right this this work-life balance that was that was an issue and i think corporations need to quickly adapt and realize that new generations are looking at their careers in, in fundamentally different ways and it was mainly that freedom and uh, ownership of my time that 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 was missing okay and 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 you um is this pretty much when you realize this is an idea that i have that i could develop into a startup Yeah, so it was a lot through the work that I did uh, running accelerator programs as part of a fintech area of the bank. So it was looking at um, how do we interact with these startups that are doing amazing things in, in technology, mixing technology and finance all over the world. And I had the opportunity to lead a global team uh, to build these accelerator programs and help these growing companies around the world and then partner with them through city and other and other sort of uh, corporate partners. And so in that is where I truly realized that my passion was supporting these types of companies and enabling innovation at scale and saw some amazing teams around the world and 
so much more sort of commonality in what they were building than differences, e even though it was maybe halfway across the world, one company and, not, and another. And that's where I said, you know, I wanted to create something impactful to help companies like these around the world. Uh, but I want to do it on my own terms. I don't know how, I don't know the exact yes. idea, but that's when I said, um, can only find, find out by trying. And so that's when I decided to quit. And um, that's where the idea for VIA started really uh, developing after that. That's amazing. So uh, you were taking this bad and, and then you say, okay, I, I, wanna, I want to connect to different countries. How do you go to get all these connections and all, I mean, I, I'm assuming you have to have like some kind of mentorship and, and in your life and going through all these changes. Absolutely. I think one of the um, one of the, the most important things I've learned um, as an entrepreneur, especially right when there's so many, many more questions than there are answers, is always being sort of humble enough to ask questions and to surround yourself with the people who who know what you're what you're trying to learn from. Um, and I think the, the privilege of being in, in ecosystems like the Bay Area and so many others is the willingness of people to have a conversation and help out when you're, you know, authentic about your mission and leading in the impact that you can generate. And so it's surrounding yourself with, with people who get excited about that. Um, and so in doing that, we've had the fortune to and I, and I always think of my days as conversations, right? Do I enjoy the conversations that I'm having today? And that is, is one of the things I like the most about VIA is the amazing companies that we get to talk to every day, um, the amazing professionals that want to make a change in their own lives for the better. Um, and it's these conversations that lead to others, right? So to your question, it's it's the advisors and, and the... Um, partners that are willing to help and, and make useful introductions and all of a sudden you have a an amazing ecosystem and network of people who are supporting you uh, in one way or another now it uh, so you founded via uh, you know c coming out of the, the running the program for city how you know you you found a co-founder who's your sister what was that process when do you guys cl clicked and connect and you know what we're gonna do this we have this tremendous idea uh, I believe you were in Stanford at the time, you know, going to grad school. Uh, but you know, what led you to the guys to say, "Let's do this. Let's let's go for it." Yeah. So my sister and I had the immense um, privilege to to go to Stanford for grad school and then to coincide there for a year, which was not planned for. Um, but we both had Stanford on our minds since years back, just seeing what was going on in technology and how technology had the power to really create global impact. And so uh, fortunately, we, we were there for a year and overlapped during that time. And both with the mindset of let's start a company, not necessarily together, um, but, but it, I think it was the time and place and the intention. And we said, okay, why don't we join a class um, and try these ideas that we've been working on out and try each other out as well, right? Because of course, yeah. um, the relationship is, is so close, but you don't know how you'll function as a, as a co-founder, whether we'd be able to work well together. Um, before Stanford, Maite, my sister, 
uh, had been in banking before in New York as well and quit and then launched a marketplace in Mexico that connected students to learning opportunities. Okay. So she, I, I was company side, right? These amazing companies that I had met all over the world. Maite had so much insight with the, with the people that were looking for new experiences, right? As part of her previous platform. And then we found ourselves in a career transition, right? We had quit. We didn't really know what we were going to do. A lot of our peers were in the same situation where they had gone to grad school, really in search of something else, right? Um, oftentimes more meaning or more fulfillment, being involved with uh, or exploring new things. And so we said, you know, this, this, there's an opportunity, right, to connect the two. And that's where we came up with the idea to build a platform that connects professionals to these short-term uh, projects on site in companies around the world that are growing and need help, basically, and really catering to uh, professionals that are looking for more meaning, looking to explore different things, oftentimes travel the world, mm -hmm. and have these transition moments, right, which are more and more common, right, between one thing and the next, or uh, again, quitting the job and not knowing where to go uh, long term. And we, after doing a lot of research, we realized how common this is, right? And how uh, it's an opportunity to design around these new pockets of time and also add a ton of value to companies around the world that need this type of talent. That's right. And That's by the way, I did mm -hmm. see, you know, VS, you know, a very well polished UI, uh, the, uh, you know, the interface. Uh, I was amazed by the by the dev, you know, the companies that are offering that are offering uh, positions there, you know, from Mexico. I think I saw one in Brazil, uh, all over the U.S. So, so I was, you know, congratulations. So, you know, a very well thought out, laid out uh, interface. Uh, and, Thank and yes, you. It's, uh, yes. I think it's a fantastic idea. And like you, you know, what, what you were saying, it's all thought out for for people's experiences. The new workplace, you know, uh, the younger generation. As not looking for us, you know, for something stable, at least for now, you yes. know, at least for now. And you just want to experience the world, travel, experience different projects um, and, and just being able to dictate in their own terms, if, if I'm correct, you know, how, what, where they go and what they do. Exactly. You you pitch it much better than I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just uh, thinking about that. Like, how was your pitch at first? Like, how do you went to, okay, is this going to work? What's going to be my challenge? Like, it's, do you have any challenges starting uh, all these, like, even though that you, you know, or you believe in your platform? What was that that makes you, okay, this is going to work and how you make it and how was your first pitch? Yeah, wow. So too many challenges to talk about every single, <laughs> every single day. That's for sure. But um, actually, the, the, it was fascinating and I've learned so much about this creation process, um, which I think is, is something that I didn't understand until I did it, right? And so you hear a lot of these things about oh, it's an emotional journey, or it's a lot of hard work, or these catchphrases, right, about what it means to be an entrepreneur. And it's really after, you know, doing it that I truly understand what, what that actually means. Um, but we, we went all in, we, we started with this class that I was mentioning, and then another class at Stanford has a design school, which is a, a wonderful institution that basically sets out to solve problems Uh, using design thinking, which basically means you really, really need to understand your user 
and the true problem that you're solving, right? So it's not about you and the idea that you exactly. came up with um, when you woke up one day and had this inspiration, which is sometimes what, what people think or the way, you know, people think it happens for us. It was very much about uh, listening to our users, to our customers and, and uncovering the true pain point and then only after doing literally hundreds of interviews with the types of companies that we wanted to engage with and with the professionals that um, we, of course, had an idea of what, what this platform would do. But it was only after talking to them that we said, we're actually going to dedicate our lives to this, right? There's no, it's, it, it wasn't a hunch. It was we were listening to uh, what all these people were telling us. And that's where we got the conviction, right? And there's also this sort of stereotype that entrepreneurs are big risk takers. And yes. I don't think we were risk taking at all because it was more, you know, of course, from a from a career decision perspective, fine, it's a risk to, to launch into this, but it was very, we took a de-risked approach, right? By really understanding what our users needed uh, and building for them little by little, right? And iterating along the way as we heard more from them. And so there gets a point and, and this happened through this course called Launchpad uh, and in Stanford where they, you know, for, they put you into, into uh, sort of being an entrepreneur before you've even come to terms with it. And it was in speaking to the customers, in selling to them that we said, okay, there's no doubt that we have no idea how we'll make it work, if it'll work, but there's something here, right? And yes. and we're committed to, to to work on it and figure it out. Well, a question for you. So how this platform uh, works, like uh, you work with like uh, young adults that want to take uh, this risk or like they want to go uh, to another place, like how the connection, how, how does this platform work? Yeah, of course. So professionals that are looking to do something different and it could be for one month it could be um, for up to 12 months sign on to uh, www.via.work which is our website and with a simple uh, questionnaire it's really about understanding what people want to do right um, not only what they've done in the past but what motivates them to either go to a new country or explore wow. a new industry That's or amazing. move to the startup world and so in capturing that data, we've built a, a data-driven platform, an algorithm to match people to the projects that would be a good fit, depending on those preferences. Um, and on the company side, we meet and, and sell to companies that are interested in this type of access to a talent pool in an ongoing way. And so we have ongoing projects with many of our company clients. Uh, and so our job is, uh, from a product perspective, to make the best matches and recommendations possible and also vet candidates and applications to make sure we, we send companies a great fit for the problem that they, that they want to work on. Wow, that's amazing. That's really cool. No, and uh, so so it's it's already functional. It's live. Uh, wh what is the next step? on your are you guys still looking for um, for more money? Are you racing another round, or are you just waiting for it for this to scale and then you know go go back at um, uh, at the funding circus? 
Yeah, circus. I like that, <laughs> that word. <laughs> it definitely felt like that for for uh, for a while. For a while but uh, yeah. no, so we 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 closed our seed round uh, at the end of um, last year, and so we're all about being lean and learning a lot with with what we have, and so we have comfortable runway, but we definitely are preparing for a future round um, later on. Uh, and right now we're we're also very sales driven in our approach, right? So we want to make sure that we're, and we already are um, monetizing and, and making sure that the value that we're generating is reflected as well in, in, in revenues. And so that'll help us fuel our growth as well. But uh, definitely positioning ourselves for um, a funding event, but uh, that's still a bit out we're 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 good for now and, and and our focus now is building the team continuing to build the product and expanding uh the the reach of via right now we've worked with about 100 companies and have thousands of professionals that are uh connected to us and it's really focusing on on growing that at the moment okay how many employees do you have we're a small team of five. Oh wow so a lot of our, our philosophy as well is uh, is really doing a lot of the things ourselves, especially early on, right, as founders, um, to understand the dynamics of, of how things work mm-hmm. and keeping it very lean, um, taking good care of our, our funds, but also really leveraging technology to do what, you know, traditional firms in recruiting or HR have done just with with more people and so we're all about um using tech to maintain it a, a lean team and and wear multiple hats hey, don't we yeah very very, <laughs> very good good for you like you're a young latina and, and i am so so proud of like people like you <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to do it. Likewise. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to do an ad right now. Uh, CPA dudes where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, text messages, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Well, we continue with ITCR. Um, so now th- this is fascinating. So you guys are in the go-to-market strategy. You know, you're growing the company. Um, what what is your uh, target audience? Uh, I mean, I mean, if, if we if, you know if we can share. Sure, absolutely. So the on the professional side, we're working with mm-hmm. um, young professionals that are between five and fifteen have between five and fifteen years of experience that are in a transition moment are looking to do something new. Um, and for companies, we're focusing on uh, growth stage companies. So companies that are growing, that are innovative and teams that we've found have um, missions and an impact that these professionals are interested in. So we do a lot in curating the type of companies that we work with. And uh, we've done placements in 16 cities around the world. So it's, very global from the start um and so it's really a, a global audience of connecting these these two two different stakeholders okay and are you partnering with also um educational institutional universities uh in you know worldwide 
Mostly in the U.S., yes, okay. but um, a lot of what we do is work with uh, academic institutions who, after you graduate from a program or even if you're an alum, right, uh, transitions are more and more common. And so, um, you know, you might be looking for something different or might be looking for a job just as you graduate. And so uh, universities are always working hard to place their mm-hmm. students in, in these transition moments, and, and we partner with them to do that. Okay. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, no, and, and like you, you mentioned, you know, people with like five to 15 years of experience. I was thinking more on the, um, the, the global MBA programs, which, you know, I, I don't know if you, you guys are already working with a few, but I'm sure we can um, uh, connect you with a couple of, uh, at least internationally. Um, I, I don't know if that would be the right fit. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, we're always... Uh Always looking to to connect to and global MBAs are definitely definitely a great fit. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we 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 have pretty good connections. Um, I actually went to grad school in Italy, and you know, fantastic school. Oh, nice! And a shout out to to Bocconi. Uh, it's one of the best oh, uh, MBA awesome. programs in, in in Europe, and mm-hmm. you know, most of them have um, a, a phenomenal networks of alumni throughout the world. So, you know, HEC, um, Fontainebleau, IES, uh, ESADE in Spain. So all these schools and, you know, we have friends scattered all over the place, you know, thanks to that, thanks to those programs. So we, we will be really happy to make those connections. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it goes to your previous question, Claudia, of how, how you make those connections and it's with these types of conversations and, yes, and uh, so exactly. really really appreciate it networking yeah just networking <laughs> exactly and, and, exactly. and mm-hmm. you know we, we, we try to facilitate and we have in the past you know connected people on LinkedIn Twitter and uh, you know we've been, we've been busy just you know connecting the dots that's ultimately our goal here at the Latino Founder exactly. Hour just to uh, you know create an ecosystem a forum but also really get get results and just start by, by just connecting people you know exactly. that, that are doing fantastic stuff so, That's um, awesome, and I, I, I really commend you for that mission because it's it's awesome. You know, as a, as an entrepreneur, being part of a community and an ecosystem of others who have been through it, right? Uh, that are a little advanced from you, or mentoring those that are perhaps a couple of steps behind you. That's a critical part of the entrepreneurship journey, and so I commend. Love yes. to connect to the community that you guys are creating. Oh, absolutely! Exactly. And, and just you know, for example, we um, actually we, we we're going to be in San Francisco next month. Uh, there's a big um, event, you know, uh, sponsored by Capor Capital uh, in the Bay Area. They're they're just right across from you in, in Oakland, and they're this year they're sponsoring the Startup Week in Latino along with TechStars here in um, in Portland that we're you know helping and, and coordinating to put together. So we're taking a, the, the winner of that weekend. We're taking them to uh, Oakland for the Latinx Latins and Tech uh, conference, where you know Capor Capital, you know, and there's a handful of other um, VC firms from the area are going to be looking at you know connecting and trying to you know uh, help uh, accelerate uh, Latino businesses, Latino startups. So we're pretty happy, you know, that, you know, things are starting to move. We talked to a lot of founders in, in the show and, you know, we have the commonality that we want to see our communities grow. And the only way this is going to happen if it's, it's if all of us band together and you just make it happen. Exactly. Especially totally. for, That's yeah, awesome. yeah, especially yeah. for all those uh, young professionals that are out there that, uh, 
they don't know and uh, where to go, where to know to ask, and they don't have a guidance. So this is an this is an amazing opportunity, and, and exactly just what Edgar is saying is this uh, this. Um, time that we have right here is, is created for for all of us to create that ecosystem of like a uh, recycling or, or like a, <laughs> what is it called like a, the a no, cycle it's, the it's cycle, cycle of, yeah. yeah it's a cycle yeah but um, that's uh, awesome love it so now, now I, I have a question for you how's it uh, you know also on an almost personal note how, how has it been you know to work with your sister as a co-founder I mean you touched that but uh, I mean, if you want to share, you know, that that's that's interesting because, you know, we we don't get that many uh, guests, you know, talk about, hey, you know, I founded this with a family member yes. and with a sister. I just mm -hmm. want to hear about the I mean, how's the dynamic and, you know, I just find it really fascinating. Yeah, totally. Um, it's been a lot of fun and it's been challenging at the same time, I think, in, in the best of ways. <laughs> but uh, when we were when we were evaluating, right, should we start this? together and and people have all sorts of ideas of what working with with family means but um i think what was important for us in choosing each other as co-founders it was really about values and trust right and mm -hmm. for any co-founder uh alignment and values and, and and trusting the other person are just those are the two main ingredients i think um you need in order to to start a, any company. And so that was, you know, and especially comparing to anyone else I could have started a company with, those were, you know, guaranteed, right? And it's not only values in, in terms of, um, you know, how we grew up, but it's things around values translate themselves into like work ethic, right? Um, how we value work and there it's complete alignment, right? Because we grew up with a hardworking, um, dad and, and that's sort of instilled in, in how we operate as well. Exactly. So that has resulted in, in mm -hmm. uh, an amazing, amazing partnership and and also a, um, a life experience, right? We always say no matter what happens, um, you know, an entrepreneurship can go so many routes, but I will always uh, treasure this time that I've spent creating something with my sister. That's amazing. So that's the, that's the amazing part. There's all, all, also obviously the the challenges of, you know, with a sibling, it's just really easy to disagree, right? It's so easy yeah. to disagree. It's so, um, because there's so much, again, that, that trust. And so um, it's going through and saying, that's totally fine to disagree and then bouncing back from it, which is also something that siblings learn how to do and we have uh, many <laughs> decades of practice right where you yeah. have a disagreement and five minutes later you're cracking up about something else and so um it's it's been awesome and definitely a learning journey for both of us that's amazing that's really nice i oh wish i gosh. had a sister that <laughs> I, I, I wish my, my two ideas. daughters i wish my two daughters <laughs> one day that they can look you know they can do something like that together of course fantastic yes, yeah definitely because right now they're at when the they do they, i'm hap oh. happy to talk to them and uh, and and share the stories Very oh that'll nice. be great yes yeah because right now it's just the, there are the age that they would just want to kill each other so I, I yes. hope they grow out of that and then start. Of course you know, they will. Yeah. Yes. Don't get me wrong. That happens too. That happens, but, uh, we get over it quickly. So, and then how come that, uh, how, how you guys like um, decide on, on projects, on things that are, or opportunities for the future? Like how you and your sister or your team sit down and, and, and 
look at different opportunities on how you guys are thinking to grow this this company? Yeah, totally. So um, dividing roles, I think, especially uh, being sisters and then building a larger team around us, it's a lot about being transparent and being very clear about who does what. Uh, what's cool is that we're very different personality wise, right? So though there's huge alignment and values, uh, we couldn't be more different in uh, personality and also in interests. So my sister's much more analytical, numbers driven, which is amazing for me because uh, I'd much rather awesome. focus yeah. on, <laughs> on other parts of the company. And so when we choose, when we divide work, it's effortless, right? Like we, we know, we play to our strengths. Um, and so functionally, we divide the work that way and the team knows, right, who to go for what. And so that that's, uh, but it's really important, especially, right, with a sisters driven company to make sure that the team feels like there's no, right, um, that they are in on, on all of the information and that there's full transparency and that when we're, we are in the office, we aren't sisters, right, we are co-founders and part of the team. And so it takes a little bit more work in communications, I think, but um, and an ongoing work, but but yeah, the transparency and communication are key. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great that you that you guys are able to do that complete separation. You know, family here outside, but it, inside, yes. you know, we're just co-workers, we're co-founders, and we're all in this together. Yes. That that that, that has to be, you know, what probably one of the biggest challenges and. And actually, you know, the the main challenge that I've heard from a, a lot of other uh, founders and startup founders is like it's to find the right uh, co uh, co founder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Outside totally. of also getting getting money and funding. So, <laughs> so where is yeah. where is Via going? Yeah. So we have a huge dreams and a and a big mission uh, to better connect people to new opportunities. And in doing that, um, help broaden the perspectives for people to see what's possible uh, and to design their own lives. This is really meant to empower uh, professionals to see really all that's out there and all that they can do uh, with their lives. And then at the same time, further the missions of companies around the world that we believe are doing incredible things. And just as we experience ourselves as, as founders, uh, you need extra hands and extra help along the way. And so making it easier for them by connecting them to amazing people. But really at the heart of it is um, connecting people to opportunity in a, in a much better way and in a way that's inclusive and global is, is what we're set out to do. Oh, I totally love it. Yes. Um, yeah. And what industries do you have like in, in this like companies that you are connected with? Yeah, so we're across industries, really. Uh, we focus on innovative companies, which is a, is a blanket word, but a lot of them are tech enabled. And then we have some companies that are in the social impact space. So part of our mission as well is helping companies that um, might not have the resources, but that people are excited to help. And so that's really the two sort of types of companies we work with are uh, growing uh, tech startups in the later stage and social impact organizations that that really need help and that professionals are, are super interested in, right? So a lot of the companies that we onboard on our platform come directly from what professionals tell us they want to do. And so that's the awesome part about learning more 
about uh, their own journeys. And then we find out, you know, so many people are looking to um, build in more impact into the work they do or support organizations with missions that they believe in. Uh, and we want to be able to enable that, even if it's not, you know, moving halfway across the world or moving to the nonprofit space. There's so many opportunities to connect with organizations and support them uh, and further something that, that you believe in. And that's what we want to facilitate. That's yes. amazing. And, and how are you reaching your uh, your potential clients? Uh, not 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 so much on the corporate world because I'm assuming that's you guys. But how 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 are you reaching uh, the the people that you know that are looking for these experiences? Yeah, great question. And for now, it's been a lot through our collaboration with the schools and a ton of referrals. Uh, it's been very organic. Now we want to test out um, new ways. Uh, to increase that growth through digital acquisition and other means. But for now, it's been really organic and it's really what has fueled the company, I would say, in that we found just this incredible energy of people wanting to do something different that we've uncovered and realized it's so much bigger than we than we thought. You know, we get, um, in the beginning, we got uh, calls from professionals in, in these cubicles, right, that we were both part of some years ago. Yeah. You know, I I want to do something different. I want to explore the world or, you know, yes. I, I want to do something more impactful. And so that's really driven very organically um, the types of people that we get on the platform that we're then able to share with our companies. And, and that's where it really all starts. Okay. But but you guys are not using social media. You're, um, it's just been just word of mouth. It's been the partnerships with the schools and, the school, and, yeah. ref and referrals. Yeah, we have a, a big plans um, that we're kicking off soon to to promote this more on social media and then storytelling. Right. So there's these incredible stories of, of exactly the people that have gone on these experiences and the personal transformation that that has um, done for them. The stories of the founders in, in different countries and then. The stories of the places too, right? Because a lot of our experiences are people that are living in a, a new place for the first time. And so uh, we have big plans to tell those stories and, and we'll share that with you guys when we do because there's some really, really inspiring yes. um, stuff in there. And that's what I was going to ask. Like uh, those uh, young professionals, like right now, I mean, right now and always, right? We have very smart uh people out there and uh, taking these opportunities and, and having a company like yours gives them uh, so much easier opportunity to to go to another another country to uh, create different talents, to um, bring those talents into the table and then say, hey, wow, I did this. Um, so you said something, uh, yes, you said something um that uh, caught my my attention. Like um, so, uh, these uh, these young um, adults or these young professionals are like um, asking for for these opportunities. Uh, and and then you said you said you for sorry you said you had a talent pool. Who decides who goes and who stays? Or like you are in a list and how this happens? Yeah, great question. So it, it's an application process and we try to really understand um, what you've done in the past and what your motivations are 
oh, yes. for what you want to do mm-hmm. in the future, right? Yes. So a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of what will make you successful in a job is are you motivated to do it and to learn what is needed to do that your job? And so we we measure that, um, and then there's an application process where we vet uh, candidates based on the needs of the companies and what what the specific um, skills that they're looking for for these different projects. And so it's really an application process. What we've really innovated around is the communication process throughout. So instead of being sort of a black box and you don't know what's going on with your application, we're very direct and upfront nice. and we encourage yeah. uh, different applications or maybe suggest a project that's a better fit for you. Uh-huh. Um, so the recommendation algorithms and, and the communication piece along with that, we really strive to make it a positive experience, even though a position might be challenging to, to apply to. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, have people explore and and have transparency over where where their process is. And, and we, we are believers that there's always um, a right fit for any professional, right? It's, it's a matter of finding the right project. And so we do a lot of work um, in helping professionals find what the right project is for them. That's amazing. I think like if we all do this, like we'll be uh, definitely a better world, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. If we have the same platform you had, oh my goodness, every organization. No kidding. I, 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 would, I would not be here. <laughs> yes. I would have just gone poo. I know, exactly. <laughs> Being a nomad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. a nomad. That's a, yeah. a professional exactly. nomad. No, but I, I, I love it. I mean, like I said, I, I was looking at the platform. Uh, it's very well polished easy to navigate and what, what caught my attention is the, the amount of and the, and the quality of the opportunities that were there exactly. uh, via.work v-i-a.w-o-r-c-k um, and, and yeah like I said you know for, um, I thought it was just a platform just for the US but being a startup in the early stages I know it was captivating to see you know opportunities in uh, Africa in Mexico Asia, yeah Latin America it was, it was amazing so yeah. hopefully you know we, we can we, we can get people to jump on this uh, opportun- opportunity and go explore the world because the, yes. the more you explore it the less of an asshole you become <laughs> I love it <laughs> that's exactly it I love it it's all about you know in getting in getting this, these new perspectives, right? You you just you realize the common hum, humanity, right? And people you thought were different from you, and and that's really at the core of what we think changes you when you change context, right? Everything everybody says, I love traveling, and I. Why is that, right? It's because uh, you open your eyes to something different, right? And you realize that there's more commonality than there are differences. And yeah. so that's that's really what we want to uh, ultimately generate is is uh, more bridges and connections across the world than 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 barriers. Yes. Yeah, because like I say, you know, we, we can solve a lot of the world's problems in politics and all that if uh, if we simply oh just open goodness. your eyes yes. and go explore and get to meet new people, new cultures, eat different food, yeah. drink different beers or oh. wines. So Adapting their culture. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, are you, uh, are we doing another yeah. ad? So we're, we only have about 10 minutes left. So let me give a shout out to a, another of our sponsors to today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize broken down has broken down PR into modular setup. 
keeping quality high and simply charging fees for the targeted PR you require. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Claudia and Edgar send you. And well, just we just have a, a little under 10 minutes and we wanted to, to see, you know, what's um, so what's the next step for and what's the big aspiration for VIA and also for the Diez Cañedo sisters? Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, so, and, and also uh, a big ask. If you have a big ask from the audience, yeah. what would you ask if you, if you know if there were no limitations? Wow. Okay. Uh, tough question. But um, <laughs> in terms of our, our in terms of our, our vision, um, we are every day we come into work. We cannot be more excited about the opportunity again to to better connect people to life-changing experiences and give companies a way to further their own missions. And so we're, that's what we're, we're focusing on. And our, our vision is to keep building the team uh, and expand the reach of what we've done already to many more companies and professionals. Um, if I had an ask, wow, okay. First <laughs> vi visit via, via.work. I would love to, to have people take a look at it and, and, Uh, thoughts and feedback, or if uh, any of the listeners are in a moment of transition and considering something new, um, that's an ask. But I think more, more broadly, uh, for people who are listening to this podcast and might be considering to start a company or might have all these questions in their mind, um, I guess my ask would be find the courage within yourself to try it, right? Nothing, nothing in this world is permanent, right? And we always think that we have to figure out the next 10, 10 steps in our lives. And we, we actually don't, right? We have no, I have no idea where the next 10 steps are for Via or for me. Um, what you have to figure out is the next best step, right? And focus on that. And if there's that calling to do something different or quit or try something new, Um, go for it, right? And then the next steps will unravel as you commit to the journey. So that, that's, those would be my leaving thoughts. Yeah, that's awesome. I agree with you. I, I work at the Chamber of Commerce here in, in, in Portland. And that's exactly what I, I told my, my clients always. Like clients are starting their business or they are already established. Sometimes they're already established and they don't know where they're going. They're no, they're just like flat. They they don't know. They forget about their their uh, mission and the vision. So um, to recreate that and then have your your uh, vision put in in the table and then go and see it again is is something that I, it's like you said. If it's going to make you do something different, and if if this works, if it doesn't work, like always have that mindset of like do it is is um is something that yes it's going to be scary it's going to it's going to have a lot of challenges and then it's a process it's a time but just do it yeah and you may fail but failure is good exactly it's an opportunity to learn don't be afraid to fail totally yeah but also don't be afraid to be successful and say yes i want to make this because i want to make Uh, a, a great company, employ a lot of people, make lots of money so then I can reinvest in my community mm -hmm. and I can get doing other amazing things. Exactly. So we got to take that stigma of like, uh, uh, you know, being fearful of the of success, but also failure. If you fail, then you get up, dust off and do it again. Yes. Basically. Totally. I think, I think what I, what I have fear of or what uh, changing that, that mindset to 
no regrets, right? So even if you failed, but you never regret it because of the, mm -hmm. the life experience it was for you, then it's totally worth it. And so um, minimizing regrets is more a philosophy that, that I like to live by, regardless of whatever outcome. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's no age for because people say, well, well that's just for young people that, that can assume risk. I'm not I'm not young. I'm definitely not young, so there's never an age uh, or, or when you can say, well, I'm, I'm going to take that step. And yeah, there's a lot of risks, uh, but calculate it. I mean, if you do it, obviously, uh, you know, with, with with a brain inside your, your head. But uh, yeah, it's it's completely age agnostic or race. Uh, and like we've shown here in the Startup Radio Network, there's all colors, all ages, exactly. all flavors of startup uh, uh, founders and entrepreneurs. And mentorship is very important. Too. Yeah. Like, I feel like mentorship is part of the the um, success in in your in any story out there. So thank you so much, uh, yeah, for for having you know taking the time and you know we love your story. Uh, we're gonna you know send you a couple of connections. We'll love to connect you with other past guests that I just made notes with and that I can that definitely benefit from um, from you guys connecting and talking. And maybe you know doing doing some more amazing stuff. Really really appreciate your uh, you being here and say you know uh, hi to your sister. Hopefully we can have you back in the show in a few months and you can tell us more you know about where you are. Uh, you know, how has it been and, and, you know, what's the next step? Would love to. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for, for having me today. This was a lot of fun and uh, love what you guys are doing. So thank look you. Look forward to staying connected. And, and where we can find you again, just really quick. Um, yeah, where we can find you on social media. Social or, media. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and and any any questions? I'm itziar at via work, and I'm happy to to speak to you guys directly or, or anyone else who's listening. Awesome! Thank you very much. Happy Friday, Claudia. Happy, happy Friday, Friday itziar. It's a beautiful day over here. Coming Have up. a wonderful weekend. Have Thank a wonderful you. weekend. Enjoy. Take care. Bye. Coming Thank up you. next here on Startup Radio Network is the Out Entrepreneur with host Rosemary. Our friend Rhodes talks to LGBTQ entrepreneurs and founders from all over the world. Thank you and happy Friday. Happy Friday. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast with your hosts, Edgar Navas, founder of Clica, and Claudia Cardenas. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funnin' and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero.